0: Welcome, everybody, to our 10th episode of the Genuine Mississippi Podcast, which we're calling Tourist Flock to the Farm. And this one is all about the Magnolia State's great agritourism opportunities. You know, agritourism is one of the fastest growing sectors of agriculture here. The agritourism season is just around the corner, and here are a few facts you might be interested in. Agritourism, it's a vital component to Mississippi's economic development in the state's travel and tourism industry which is incidentally at an all time high. Did you know an estimated 23 million people travel to and around Mississippi every year? And agritourism is tourism that takes place on a working farm or other agricultural enterprise offering a fun and educational experience for our visitors. And agritourism has become a fast growing part of Mississippi's agriculture, powering economic activity on the farm and in our rural communities. Right now today, Mississippi has 77 agritourism operations registered with the Department of Agriculture and Commerce. According to MSU's extension service, the economic impact of agritourism is at the very least close to $4 million annually. And when you factor in other outdoor recreational activities such as hunting, fishing, wildlife, watching, and horse trail riding on Mississippi farms, the economic impact is nearly $2.7 billion every year. We're blessed today to have some special guests who each have different types of farms and activities that they open to the public. For this Genuine Mississippi podcast, we're excited to be having a lively agritourism conversation with JoLynn Mitchell of Mitchell Family Farms in Collins. Welcome, Jolene. Thank you. And Michael May of Lazy Acres in Chunky, Mississippi, and his daughter, Michaela. Thank you. And Neil Williams of Williams Family Farm in Wiggins. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. glad to have you all. Thank you all for taking time from your farms at this busy time of the year. You're all getting ready, I know, for the agritourism season. Fall is quickly approaching and you've come to share your stories with our listeners. It is a genuine pleasure to have you with us and let's kick things off with a shared conversation about how y'all have each seen agritourism grow in this state in recent years. I know, uh, what would you say is the most unique thing about genuine Mississippi agritourism whoever wants to go just jump right in
1: well I am very excited about the program because I mean you know for our commissioner and the department of ag they've helped us through the years so much and to see for you to step up and say we're going to really have a program that highlights farms that are really doing it right it just sets us all apart and um, I think it's a great thing
0: well, great thank you I've enjoyed being on your place Jolene, and we came last year and it was peanut picking time in mm-hmm. a, a wonderful place there at Mitchell Farms. And uh, what about you, uh, Michael? What, what is, what's some of the trends you've seen in recent years in Mississippi agritourism? What, you, what, what do you see uh, both in the past and maybe in the future? I, I
2: see a lot more farms uh, getting involved in agritourism uh, just to help generate another source of income for the farm. That's kind of how we got in it. And, and it's a great thing, uh, you know, bringing kids back to the farm uh, we've kind of moved away uh, somewhat uh, from having a lot of kids on the farm. So I'm excited to see uh, agritourism grow and get customers back on the farm.
0: That's great. And I see you've got your daughter, Michaela, with you. She, she told me she wasn't going to say anything, but she is. Tell them hello, Michaela.
3: Hi there. My name is Michaela Carey from Lazy Acres.
0: We're glad you're here, and you, are, you told me earlier you are full-time on your agritourism operation at Lazy Acre.
3: Right. I uh, went to school to become a teacher. I taught for one year in the school system, and Dad said, I need your help on the farm, and I said, yes, sir.
0: Wow, what a great example. That's great. Thank you for being here. Neil, tell us, what do you, what do you think about Ag- Now, you're, you're four years into this. So I am got- a baby. I, this is,
4: we're, <laughs> we're still crawling, but yeah. uh, uh, it, it has been quite an adventure. That's and, great. Uh, when we seen the uh, the genuine Mississippi program start, uh, my wife and I said, you know, this is this is a great opportunity. Uh, it, it with our customers, with our our, uh, you know, we started with uh, sweet corn this year. Yeah. And when you're labeled genuine Mississippi, they know it's grown. There's a yeah. there's a sense of uh, you know, shopping at home and buying yeah. buying stuff that's better for you. That's right.
0: Buy local. I buy buying local. Well, we're glad to have you apart part and welcome, and I'm going to look forward to talking with each one of you about your different operations. So let's just uh, turn right now to Lynn uh, Mitchell of Mitchell Family Farms in Collins, Mississippi. Lynn, tell us about your farm and what type of agritourism activities you offer. Uh, I know you have a working farm. I've been there when you were harvesting peanuts last year, and uh, you also have a Corn maze, a huge peanut festival, pumpkin patch, animal barn, authentic log cabins, and much more. Tell us about it. And how how did you get started in the the agritourism operation?
1: Well, Mitchell Farms has been uh, farming there on our property since 1960. We are a row crop farm. Mm -hmm. We grow 1,200 acres of, um, of crops right now, corn, wheat, and soybeans, and peanuts. And then in 2004, Mississippi really got involved in the agritourism. Most of us didn't know what agritourism was, yeah. but we were already growing vegetables. So that kind of us, got us involved in that. And I went to some meetings and went to visit some other farms and I thought, "Ooh, I want to quit my job and come home and, and <laughs> have people come, kids come to our farm. Maybe we'll sell more peanuts in the fall if we do a pumpkin patch. So we got started and um, we started out small and just worked at it and worked at it and we started doing the mississippi peanut festival this will be our ninth year to do yeah, that Since we grow peanuts and we sell all of our peanuts at our farm yeah and i think what's really unique about our farm is you know people can come out and see us or my husband driving the tractors or my father-in-law doing whatever he has to do you know and see the crops that we're growing and learn because we have people ask us all the time well what do you do really to make a living besides this they don't really understand that people do still grow food that's right you know locally here in mississippi <laughs> um but we do um we have trailer rods we do we do have a corn maze we have a barrel train rods we have jumping pillows um we have an animal barn we have a goat walk um stores and different things lots of picnic areas and bathrooms bathrooms is a necessity mm-hmm. and just have a great time it's a great way for the community to come out and work with us and you know we have it's a been a good opportunity also for our family to come back and work sure when we're open in october of course that's our busiest time um we'll have nieces nephews my sister-in-law from florida comes up to help her kids come from Mm -hmm. all over we have family from tennessee and texas they all want to come be a part of the farm it's
0: like a family reunion it's (laughs)
1: like a family reunion and we've got our all of our neighbors and that that want to you know so it's a real good environment to bring your family and yeah. enjoy the day, but it's good for um, for all the family to be able to come back and work at the farm. Crops these days, you don't. We're not making a whole lot of money right. on the farm. Farm, yeah. But um, this is a way that different parts of the family different members of the family can come back and work and help generate some income
0: and help keep the farm going help keep
1: the farm going yes
0: so important now you're outside of collins yes and uh i I was driving down 49 just just yesterday and i saw those sign you we've got we've done a pretty good job i think through mdot to get some signs up to to point out our agritourism operations we can always do more in that regard but i saw your sign so right off 49 how far are people going to drive there uh
1: they're going to drive eight and a half miles okay, to so get to our farm.
0: Off the main highway, you're eight and a half miles mm-hmm. off. That's pretty close. And what are they going to see when they pull up? And, and, and when do you open, I should say? You-
1: well, we open September the 28th. Okay. We'll be open from then until November the 10th on the weekends. Okay. We're open on Saturday and Sunday to the public. And then we do school field trips You know, during the week. Mm-hmm. But when they pull up, they're going to see um, lots of soybeans planted. They're going to see sunflower fields surrounding the yeah. farm. And then Parking lots. Parking <laughs> lots consist of the field next to the house and my front yard. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's pretty much what they're going to see whenever they first get there. That's
0: great. I visited last year and I remember I think your mother-in-law was mm-hmm. out mowing the grass. So yes. It truly is a family farm and uh, people are, uh, of, of every generation working to keep the farm going. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you said you opened September 28th. Uh, but a lot of work goes into this before then, doesn't it? Getting ready. I mean, you're yes.
1: We've been working for the last several months. Like, and you know, Michael and I talk throughout the year. And usually, we start the day we open. The very next day, I'm writing down what I'm going to do next year differently. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of work to get ready. We're going to start cutting our corn maize in about two weeks. I'm growing pumpkins. We've got um, about 90 acres of pumpkins this year. I've got 45 varieties planted. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And um, right now, we're in the middle of peanut season.
0: Yeah. That's so if
1: anybody <laughs> wants some good homegrown, fresh green peanuts, you yeah. need to come out to Mitchell Farms. We've Very got them.
0: That's good. Um, have you seen any, I know we've talked about some of the benefits of agritourism. What are some of the challenges that you face, uh, Lynn with this type of operation, opening to the public, I guess? That's, yes. that's something most farms don't do? Or?
1: No, you know, a lot of farmers, they're, they're not real comfortable people walking. Or a lot of people are not comfortable with right. um, strangers walking around their mm-hmm. yard and their house and looking through all their stuff. But, you know, our greatest insurance is always a, a, mm-hmm. a problem because you've got all these things that will insure this this year. Well, then the next year they're not. It's mm-hmm. hard to get. You really can't get um, liability insurance in Mississippi. Most all of us have gone out of state and it's very expensive, but you have to have it but you know our biggest fear is most people are not familiar with the farm and they don't see danger in things and so we have to really be careful and have um you know employees there to help keep those children safe because you know parents that have never they've they've never even been on a farm Mm -hmm. they don't see the fear in them taking their child way over here where they're not supposed to go and putting up on a tractor that's got a disc behind it to take pictures and so you know that that is worrisome from us, and yeah. I know some that have gotten into the business. We've seen them come and go throughout the years since we've mm-hmm. been doing agritourism, and it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of, lot of hard work, and um, but we like hard work. So That's good. You know, so the fun.
0: message is if you're going to visit an agritourism place, a farm, just listen to the owners and do what they Go where they say go and don't go anywhere else. Use some you'll common safe.
1: sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, use, that's always a great rule. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you for being a genuine Mississippi member. And uh, what does it mean to you to be genuine Mississippi, Jolene?
1: It it means a lot. I think that um, a lot of times you see farmers that buy their food from other states and come in, and they compete, and they Mm -hmm. may sell it at a cheaper price. Right. But we're working hard to grow a product that we know is good and safe. Yes. And I think that's what people are looking for, you know. And for y'all to be out promoting for us, that is wonderful because that's what. Parents are looking for these days. They're looking for a place to go and show their kids and know feel good about what they're what they're purchasing at a good price. You know they want to have a good price.
0: Supporting our local farmers, getting local food, and and supporting our communities and friends at the same time. That's that's what genuine Mississippi is all about. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add about uh, Mitchell Farms?
1: Well, we will be holding the uh, ninth annual Mississippi Peanut Festival at our farm. It'll be the first weekend of October. Saturday we'll be open 9 to 6, Sunday 12 to 5. We have live entertainment, lots of food, arts and crafts, games and all of our pumpkin patch activities. So come see us.
0: First weekend of October. There you That's go. Right. Just outside Collins. So Joe Lynn, y'all you uh, at Mitchell Farms, you also host wedding events and uh, receptions. Tell us about that. do you see a lot of interest in that?
1: We do. A lot of people want to get married out on the farm. They want to get married on a farm. But they really don't want to get married on a farm, if you know what I mean. They yeah. don't really want to hear the chickens crowing, yeah. the goats, the smell sometimes that you're going to come come with that tractors in the background. <laughs> but that is a big growing craze. If you've got a beautiful area that people can go to get yeah. wet to have weddings, we do a lot of receptions, showers, uh, corporate picnics, yeah. and birthday parties. Birthday parties is probably my. I just love the children. I love families coming out and enjoying that. You know.
0: so it's not just the fall time of the year you you have your facilities that are for rent it's uh, year-round
1: yes we do year. things year-round okay. the fall is our most popular time yeah. busiest time but um but yes year-round
0: great that's great well thank you for that thank you're you welcome. all right well uh let's turn now to lazy acres in chunky mississippi and michael may and your daughter michaela welcome and we're glad you're here today
2: thank you it's an honor to be here
0: yes well i want you to tell us about your farm first uh uh, tell us what you do there and what you offer at Lazy Acres. Okay, it's not too lazy either. I've no. been I've, I visited there and I saw how hard y'all work. So yeah, it's a little crazy, but yeah. definitely not lazy. <laughs> uh,
2: we have essentially three seasons at our farm. We start in the spring with our uh, spring tours and Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it the Bunny Patch, and then from there we go through the summer with weddings and and other special events, just like JoLynn. Uh and then. Uh, the busy season starts in the fall with our pumpkin patch, and then we move directly into there uh, to our Christmas tree sales and our Christmas light show. So essentially, we have three seasons uh, where we have uh, we're open to the public coming to the farm.
0: That's great. So you've got spring, springtime, fall, and then and Christmas. Christmas. Yes, and uh, Christmas trees. You, you've you've uh, you've got quite a, uh, a selection of trees there. I, I remember walking through and looking at the different varieties and. Uh, how long have you been in the Christmas tree business?
2: Uh, my parents started the farm in 1980 okay. uh, as a Christmas tree farm. So this will be my 39th year in the Christmas tree business.
0: Wow. And you, so you're operating year-round. And uh, do you also, like JoLynn, uh, rent your uh, facilities out during the year for different events? We do.
2: We uh, we host weddings and other uh, special events, uh, birthday parties and, and things like that.
0: So, I know the Pumpkin Patch is really popular for you, and uh, y'all have a lot going on that time of the year. What are folks going to see in in October when you're open up for the fall season?
2: Well, we're really excited this year. We're adding some new attractions. Uh, We've built a a new, I call it my own personal gymnasium. It's a place called Hoops in the Coop, and uh, we have some very competitive uh, basketball games in that area that have a one-minute countdown timer and four (laughs) rims, and you can compete I love to play basketball, and I am terrible at it. I get beat. My daughter and my wife beat me every time, and it just drives me crazy.
0: That's good. Uh,
2: So we have that, and then we'll also have what we call spooktacular nights this year. Uh, We actually have the pumpkin patch lit up at night. Hmm. Uh, Last year, we learned during the fall season it can still be really hot during the day, and we know a lot of people like to come out in the evening Mm -hmm. and enjoy the cooler weather. Uh, so we'll have lights in our pumpkin patch, and then we'll also on our wagon ride have different pumpkins lit up and different uh, funny scenes set up uh, as people come back around through the woods. So. That's
0: great. That's a good idea. After work, then, you can go out and pick your pumpkin and uh, even after dark there. Exactly. Lazy Acres. And speaking of that, uh, your, your Christmas trees in the in the Christmas season, uh, you also have a light show that goes on Christmas lights that folks can look at.
2: Yes, we're very excited about that. Uh, we're already in the planning stages of uh, adding new uh, lights for that this year. And, uh, it you know, it's a fun season. I tell folks all the time, if you're not in the Christmas spirit, mm-hmm. when you arrive at our farm, when you leave, you will be in the Christmas spirit.
0: That's good. Well, uh, Michaela, uh, you said you weren't going to speak, but I've already gotten you to speak once. So I'm going to ask you something. You're a teacher. You... Um, what type of educational activities? You're you're still educating kids on the farm at Lazy Acres, uh, even though you're full-time, you're not teaching in a public school, but what does it mean to you as a teacher to be involved in the farm there?
3: Right. One thing I tried to bring to the farm when I came home was, as a teacher, you, to go on a field trip and take your students outside the classroom, you have to have an objective tied to it. So when we advertise our school tour field trips, I try to search the objectives for the state of Mississippi so that teachers don't have to look that up on their own. Yeah. So Each of our tours, whether it's our spring tours or whether it's our fall tours or even our Christmas tours, they know that there is an objective tied to it, so it makes it easier for them.
0: That's great. So give me an example of an objective somebody's going to, and a school group is going to reach when they come to Lazy Acres.
3: I don't know the exact numbers, but, for example, a lot of our pumpkins, we did the life cycle of a pumpkin, which is typically a first-grade standard. Uh So I kind of have to make it a little bit easier for our kindergartners or pre-K kids. However, I would love to in the future do a corn lesson so that they're time and they're learning about how they eat, what their food is made from, which is more of a second and third grade standard.
0: Absolutely. Great. Thank you. Well, how did uh, the May family get started in agritourism? Tell us that story.
2: Well, uh, my dad, uh, actually my aunt in Texas had a farm and uh, he went out and visited her and he knew that he had a couple of kids that were going to be going to college Mm -hmm. and I guess he thought we didn't have enough work to do. Uh, So he started the Christmas tree farm. And when I was growing up on the farm, I said, you know what? The sooner I can get away from here, Mm -hmm. the better I'll be. Mm -hmm. And I went away to college. I worked in another industry for a number of years. And then my parents were getting ready to retire. Uh, So in 2000, my wife and I prayed about it. And we ended up purchasing the farm from my parents Uh, and, One of the happiest days was when my daughter, who's now going to be the third generation of our farm, uh, joined us, and so we're just excited about uh, the future of our farm.
0: That's great. Um, I know that it's not always uh, uh, a bed of roses operating a place like this. You've got how many people might you have show up on a on a given day in your busiest season in in the pumpkin patch? You might have how many? estimated
2: on the guests uh, on a a busy day we may have two or three thousand people come through our farm
0: wow that's amazing how do you manage all those people it's uh
2: it's a never-ending learning process you know you build something you think this is how it's going to work this is how they're going to proceed through this area and they will surprise you (laughs) and make you change (laughs) your whole plan around uh, so, if you're looking at doing uh, starting an agritourism business, definitely visit as many farms as you can before you ever put the first fence post in the ground or do yeah. anything like that.
0: That's a that's a really good point. Uh, what does it mean to you, uh, Lazy Acres Farm, to be genuine Mississippi?
2: Well, it, you know, it's excited exciting for us. Um, the benefits of the farm has been. Uh, being able to support not only my family, but mm-hmm. now my daughter's family. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way the community has supported us through the mm-hmm. years. Uh, uh, and they come out and they enjoy it and they have a great time. And we get to, not only do we get to support our families, but we also get to share our faith yeah. uh, through our Christmas light display sure. and our Easter events. So it's you know, wonderful. It's, it's great when, when work and life and fun all run together at the same time.
0: Yeah, there's nothing more genuine in Mississippi than, than that, their faith that holds us together. Thank you for sharing that. Anything else you'd like to add about the farm? Anything coming up you want to mention?
2: I just want to remind folks to come see us in October. We do sell season passes where you can come and visit the pumpkin patch and the Christmas light show as many times as you want. We have different events planned for every weekend in October, Uh, and you can never get enough Christmas lights. So come see us. (laughs)
0: That's great. Thank you. Well, we're going to turn now to Neil Williams with Williams Family Farm in Wiggins, Mississippi. And yes, sir. Welcome, and uh, you have a really interesting story, Neil. You told me out here when we were off air about uh, four years ago. You decided to get into agritourism. Tell us, tell our listeners how that's how that began.
4: Well, my my wife and I was blessed with a, a, a child later in in my life. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I consider myself an old man now. I feel it anyway. <laughs> no, but uh. It, I manage a heating and air supply, uh, supply house, mm-hmm. went to one of my customer's house and, and making a delivery one evening. And my wife had been after me for, let's do a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. I'd never ate a pumpkin before. <laughs> so a much less grown one. So uh, I got to telling him about the, the pumpkin patch idea and agritourism. And of course he, he asked about it and I told him, you know, people plant pumpkin patch and bring people to you, to your place. Mm-hmm. And, he said, well, I don't like people that much. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But if all you got to lose is a little bit of sweat and money, won't you try it? Yeah. So I drove straight home and slid in the yard and told my wife, guess what? We're going to have a pumpkin patch this fall. <laughs> right. And started from there. That's great. And, uh, it, it is it has grown by leaps and bounds, but we are still a small,
0: small operation. But um, I like it like that. Well, well tell us uh... – What's somebody going to come? Uh, you're outside of Wiggins there. When somebody shows up for your pumpkin patch, what are they going to experience on your four-year-old operation?
4: Well, on the pumpkin patch, we uh, we do hay rides. Okay. Uh, I don't know of anybody else that does, or not many people does it. We take them out into the field, and they pick their own pumpkin off the vine. We okay. we grow our own and, and, and let the people come out as a family experience. Some mm-hmm. Sometimes they, they like to come out and pull their own pumpkin off the vine. We grow... Uh, memories
0: yeah good not
4: not worried about growing (laughs) pumpkins we grow memories
0: that's great you should you should uh you should copyright that or something we grow memories (laughs) that's really that that could encapsulate uh, the whole concept of agritourism in in a lot of ways i think so they're going to get to go out and pick their own pumpkin uh cut it off the vine load it up and uh, I understand this year you're also planning to have a corn maze, and that your corn maze is going to be unique. I'm told. It's, I don't know how you're going to do this, but it's going to have the genuine Mississippi logo uh, as as part of the corn maze.
4: Lord willing and all goes well, we will have the, the first genuine
0: Mississippi uh, corn maze. Well, that's amazing. I, I want to see. I'd like to see that done. I ho- I don't know how somebody could do that. I I had a farmer up in. Uh, up in the Delta, build a brand with the Junior Mississippi logo on it, and they shipped it to me—a cattle brand. You know, it's kind of neat. But uh, how do you do a corn maze? How do you? How do you, all y'all can chime in on this? How do you, How does? How, how does one go about cutting and planting a corn maze that's going to be used by the public? Well, everybody else can probably tell better than I. But the way we do it,
4: my wife uh, sketches everything on a. The- notebook paper. She gets mm-hmm. it all drawn out, has the rough draft, sends it to our, our fellow with all the equipment. Mm-hmm. He down, or she sends it in a PDF file. Okay. He comes out, shoots the corners of our maze, brings the equipment out, and his, that image will be on his screen. And I, I guess it would be like surveying equipment. Yeah, And uh, he walks it out and we come behind him with a lawnmower and cut it
0: out. So he marks it off, and you just cut it, come behind and cut it down. Watch for the finger when he walks
4: straight <laughs> and holds his finger up in the air. You mow to him.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Just don't mow over him. That's <laughs> right. That's right.
0: Is that how y'all do it too, <laughs> yes. Julian? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, Michael. That's neat. Uh, I've never seen that done. I'm gonna have to do that this year. I'm gonna have to watch it. Um, in in other Williams family farm news, uh, your 2019 pumpkin patch and farm festival is going to be open Saturday, September 28th uh so you already said you're going to have the pumpkin patch open anything else going on on the place uh september 2nd uh we'll have our first dove shoot of the year oh
4: yeah we have we have dove hunts we'll have three this year uh september 2nd 7th and 14th okay so there again we we make a lot of memories there we have a lot of grandparents bring their grandkids out a lot of parents Mm -hmm. bring their young children out Mm-hmm. And um,
0: you know, have any, I, you have any other hunts during the year? No, no okay. No, so when when
4: this is over with and the patch is over with, we hunt somewhere to hide. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's good. And as far as events you've had on your farm, uh, outdoor movie nights. What is that? Every Saturday night, we uh, my
4: wife picks a movie, and we've got an inflatable screen and a movie projector. Everybody brings their blankets, chairs, and they they. Camp out right there and under the pecan trees, and we watch a good family movie. Okay, great.
0: And praise in the
4: maze. What yes, is that? Sir. The last weekend of October, that's when everybody has their, their haunted forest and mm-hmm. haunted trails, and that's, that's fine. But for those who uh, don't believe in that, yeah. don't want to go to that, we offer something a uh, little, as I consider, better. Faith based. That's right. Hey, that's great. That's right. Yeah, and uh, we we have a friend of mine is a Baptist preacher, and he comes out and delivers a message to everybody. And hey, we have a couple of Christian bands come
0: out and play, and good family fun. That's great. That's great. And then you've got a country Christmas also at the end of the year. We will have this year. Okay, first time. First time.
4: My uh, my wife and her coworker, my wife's an insurance agent, so they was reading about something where a gentleman up at uh, Missouri, I believe, in his hometown, he's a farmer in his hometown, a a gentleman come over and moved in, and and he had been a missionary, Mm -hmm. moved in. and He asked the farmer, can we come to your place this year and use your barn on Christmas Eve night? And, of course, he had no objection to it, so him and his family— Come and read the Christmas story, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve night. Yeah. Well, the next year the farmer joined in. The next year some of the church people moved, uh-huh. joined in, and uh, now it is a huge event where everybody comes out and listens to the to them read the Christmas That's story. Great. The farmer's name was Terry Williams. Okay. My f- first name is Terry Williams. Mm-hmm. I'll be. And uh, so she said, "We got to do it." Yeah. She'd
0: have been after me. I said, "Well." So you're going to have it in a barn there on your place? That is correct. Reading the Christmas story? Yep. When are you going to be having that? Uh, to be announced. Okay, uh, coming up. I, yes, sir.
4: I am hired from the neck down. My, my <laughs>
0: wife plans everything. I just help implement it. Got it, got it. And then uh, not only these fall and Christmas seasons, but you also uh, have Easter programs. Uh, we, we will this next year. This coming this, year, huh? Yes, sir. Great. Well, uh um, Want to thank you for being genuine, Mississippi, also. Well, and thank you. Being innovative here, like you have, and you see, really, it's uh, it, uh, agritourism is as diverse as we, as a people, are. You can have a unique operation. Every one of you has something different. You have got the peanuts, Joe the Peanut Festival coming up, uh, Christmas trees, Country Christmas, and uh, the pumpkin patch there that each one of you have. I want to ask you a question here on the air, and that is, what do you what What else can we do? in this state. Maybe maybe we need to go to the legislature, but what else can we do to, to promote agritourism as a state that benefits everybody in our tourism? Do you think you think this is an industry that's going to continue to grow, that we can all get behind? Tell me your thoughts about it. Lynn. what do you think?
1: I would like to see it become a more of a commodity. Uh that would have a paid employee Mm -hmm. that would help throughout the state, that would just focus on agritourism. It would be wonderful. We all, you can see we're all in the same association, and we're all very close. We share our ups and downs. Mm -hmm. We don't hide anything from one another, and that works well. But it would be great, you know, when we have a peanut problem, we have someone to call. When we have a corn problem, you know, people that have pigs and goats and you got a soybean
0: promotion board yes, and a peanut yes. board. and all, Yeah,
1: so it would be nice to have someone, even if they only worked part time, mm-hmm. to have be a go to and would help promote yeah. and would have be able to get some money. You know, we're all working all the time, yeah. so and we're just normal people. We need a mm-hmm. professional that would take take charge, take the lead on that.
0: Yeah, agritourism point person. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely second that. The the agritourism industry in our state has such potential for growth. Mm -hmm. And if we had someone, Tennessee has an incredible uh, agritourism association. uh, And if we could emulate them with what they do, we need somebody who can come in and help us plan meetings and Mm -hmm. put together things. Because right now, All of that we're doing ourselves as farmers, as with the Mississippi Agritourism Association. And I would encourage anybody who's listening, if you're thinking about getting into agritourism, Mm -hmm. definitely join our association. We've been able to achieve some some amazing things with the limited liability law, as well as getting the signage program together. But if we had someone who was a paid employee who mm-hmm. could help step up and plan our meetings and and answer questions and maintain help maintain our website because right now we're all busy as farmers sure. and we're trying to do all those things yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and and we've passed that torch around. Jolene's been president mm-hmm. and I'm president this year and we've all passed that around and it's a it's a really a tough job mm-hmm. planning these meetings and putting on these conferences mm-hmm. and trying to uh, educate people about how to be. Uh, safe on the farm, you know, and, and, and things like that. So we
0: need a person whose only job it is, is to promote agritourism. Oh, in the man, I'm telling you what. That would we'll make that part of our agenda this year. That's a, that good, would that's be, a great yes, idea.
1: That would be wonderful.
0: Neil, uh, you agree I, with that? I to- totally agree with them. Okay.
4: Uh, we do need somebody to help with agritourism. Great. Absolutely. And as, as far as the, the genuine Mississippi, I, I believe you've got a great thing going on. Well, you really do. Thank you. Uh, forgive me if, if my facts are not up to par, but uh, I met, went to a meeting with a gentleman from Mississippi State University, and mm-hmm. they said that Mississippi has the second longest, second wettest growing season mm-hmm. in, the nation. in the nation, and we import in about ninety percent of our food. Yeah, so if we can, if we can push genuine Mississippi and get our grocery store. selling genuine mississippi products you don't have to have a thousand acres
0: yeah and have more local processing right right here like we just opened a a local pasture range chicken plant in down in uh, perry county the other day the more we can have local production and not have to rely on out-of-state processors to process our food i think that helps us all as an economy and something we all can agree on to work toward and have uh, more local there's there's a Uh, there's a sentiment out there, particularly, especially among the young people today who want to reconnect with the land, who want to buy local, who want to support their local farmers and buy local foods and, and, and have healthier foods as well. So that's something this, this program taps into and we want to grow that. So, um, I want to thank every one of you for what you do and for being on this show today. Uh, I want you to have a great successful, uh, Fall season coming up, and I want to invite everybody that's listening to go out, find an agritourism operation near you, or, or take a road trip and come visit one of our guests here if you're not nearby. We want you to enjoy the beautiful outdoors of Mississippi on a working farm and learn and have fun at the same time.
1: I am Jolid Mitchell from Mitchell Family Farms in Collins, Mississippi, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
2: I am Neil Williams, Williams Family Farms. I am Genuine Mississippi. I am Michael May from Lazy Acres in Chunky, Mississippi, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
3: And I am Michaela Carey from Lazy Acres in Chunky, Mississippi, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
0: Remember, you can find our podcast at GenuineMS.com forward slash podcast. You can become a member at GenuineMS.com forward slash membership. And if you want to find out more about agritourism and Mitchell Family Farms in Collins or Lazy Acres and Chunky, Williams Family Farm in Wiggins, uh, then you just go to genuinems.com and all the information's right there. Check out their profile and you can find their locations as well. And you'll also find out much more about everything grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in the Magnolia State. I want to thank each one of you for joining us uh thank you our listeners for joining us for this summer series of the genuine mississippi podcast and as always i'm andy gibson and i am genuine mississippi
3: this podcast is genuinely mississippi grown raised crafted and made by mwb studios